What up, everybody? It's your host with the most. Don't mean to brag. Don't mean to boast. It's your boy, Johnny B, coming at you with a new podcast, new episode of Media Speakeasy, our wrestling speakeasy. And today, my co host, uh, mm, Sir. Uh, Gus the Intern. Um, sir. <laughs> Gus the Intern. Um, and today, our subject is uh, some wrestling hot takes. Uh, we're going to kind of kick off um, uh, our wrestling podcast by kind of putting out our opinions out there of how we feel about certain things as far as the wrestling world goes, and uh, then just carry on from there on, and then we'll start uh, reviewing shows as they come out. Uh, so today, we're going to start off with some hot takes. We're going to start off with my hot takes, then do Gus, okay. and then some online hot takes from Reddit and a few other places just to see how the world as a whole feels about certain hot takes. So without further ado, are you ready, Gus the Intern? As ready as I'll ever be. Alright, so to start off and kick off my hot takes, I'm going to start off with a juicy one. Because I've genuinely felt this way about this wrestler for pretty much forever. And it is definitely something that has gotten me, you know, has gotten me some heat. With some of my friends, um, I really don't care for Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm, I heard about this. Yeah, I, he mentions it all the time whenever he gets a chance. I just, I really don't care for the guy. So he really isn't the best there is, the best there was, and best there ever was. Not, be in not, in, not in my eyes. <laughs> not in my eyes, honestly. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand. You know, to me personally, the way that I view wrestling is. I look at not just the wrestling itself because, yeah, re- the wrestling aspect is super important. So, yeah, what you, don't you like it? it it's, um, that's, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. Um, I, I, I do give the guy credit where credit is due. He was a good wrestler. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. Um, and as far as like telling stories in the ring go, he did a pretty good job, but wrestling to me personally isn't just the wrestling aspect of it because I mean, when you break it down, you know, wrestling isn't just wrestling. You know, there's story structure, there's uh, story within the ring itself, there's the the gimmicks themselves and the people behind the gimmicks and the way they're booked and the, the storylines they're put into and everything about the characters you know as far as their finishers go as far as their uh their moveset is and how they how they react to the crowd and all of that like to me you when you break down wrestling it's just all of it as a whole that's what makes wrestling you know after mm-hmm. after a certain era you start to notice that they were paying more attention to the showmanship and a lot of stuff and i personally feel like he was just very one note, you know, one like dimensional. Very, very one note. The guy would just come out. Oh, the best there was, the best there ever will be, and oh, I'm back it up in the ring. Like I just didn't care for a lot of the guys' promos, you know, especially because there was a lot of guys at the time that were cutting way better promos than so, he was. I I see where you're going with this, and yeah, now thinking back, it does make sense. If you're when you take off the whole uh, bias, Bret Hart. Uh, fanboy goggles out. You can see he was kind of one-dimensional. He was just Bret Hart. While everyone else was changing up their characters and their gimmicks, especially the biggest example being Jericho, 
some people have been doing the Jericho thing where they've been changing up their character and spicing it up from here from every now and then. Um, the closest thing I, as far as I can remember for with Bret Hart was just him going heel and face from time to time. He's, yeah. He was still the same old Bret Hart. Yeah. But he would, uh, there was an exception with WCW. There would be slight changes in his heel work, but apparently in WCW, he was just flat out asshole heel, um, resorting to really low, low balling, like fucking heel tactics. Yeah. And I mean, but I, he was still Bret Hart. And yeah. Like, you're gonna have to change things up a bit if you want to um, stay relevant and interesting. And who knows? Maybe he could have changed something up had fucking Goldberg not been lousy <laughs> and killed his career. Yeah, but and I, nearly kill him apparently. But I just don't really care for a lot of the guy's promos, and I never, I never really got to see a lot of his interactions with the crowd. You know, but like he just, he felt very like. Oh yeah, like he kind of reminds me, and this is gonna bite. This is gonna bite me in the ass, and I know some people are gonna feel some type of way about it. But he kind of reminds me of like a nineteen eighties version of John Cena, where he's constantly coming out and just saying, "Oh, I'm the best I ever was," and "Oh, no one's better than me," and "I'm this and that," and like I'm just like paraphrasing a lot of this shit because I don't have time to go in depth with a lot of his right. promos. But they felt very. Very much so the samey, samey, you know, samey kind of type of fucking promos. Yeah, he was like a Hulk Hogan sort of, but in his own way. He was Bret Hart, but at the same time, you still had the same old, he's just talking about being the best. And, And, oh, I'm going to fight this guy. I don't want to say too much because I haven't seen too many of his promos myself. Yeah, he's just... So I don't want to just just on that. But, (laughs) yeah, from what I have seen, that just... And, I mean, again, it's like... I could be wrong, though. It's, Feel free to let us know. It's again, I I boil it down to a lot of stuff, and it's just I just couldn't find the guy really captivating. And it's like you have to pull people in with your gimmick and with your persona and with everything that you've got, you know, to pull people in to make them interested in your matches. Like there are people, you know, who personally I just can't get behind because they're so fucking boring. You know, they're so damn boring that... Just I about 90% of the roster today. Yeah, I, I just can't... WWE. <laughs> I just can't get behind them because there's no character behind that, them. You, you know, know what's insane? I just realized it might be going a little off topic with this whole hot takes thing, but WWE can't make any stars. Cena brought up a good point when he did the podcast with Corey Graves, but at the same time, I heard a, re- a retort to that saying that, no shit... Uh, Vince just keeps getting bored and all this other stuff that plays into it. It's none of the talent's fault. Mm-hmm. No one's found a character for any of these guys um, and an established set character and start developing them properly. And even when they do, he gets over with them quickly. Like, he gets over with his toys quickly. Yeah. Cedric Alexander was a good example. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews was actually, like, sort of, like, they were kind of toying with Apollo Crews. Um, you know, one of the biggest criminal and, like, understated uh, fucking criminal offense towards people and gaining traction is definitely, um, what's his name? It's sad that I can't remember for now, right now. Eric Young. Remember when he was in Sanity? Yeah. He was the leader of Sanity. Yeah. Coolest fucking stable of all time, in my opinion. In my biased ass opinion. 
because he had <laughs> the charisma to be this leader of these these nutcases. Because that's essentially what the 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 gimmick was. But it was so cool because he's like, and it, there was so much potential for story, but because certain people were so fucking, they were so out of touch, they didn't know what the hell to do with them. Uh, at some point, they were fed to the fucking Miz of all people. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. The Miz? Yeah. I mean, all due respect, but the Miz is a fucking upper card jobber at best. He could have just <laughs> easily been beaten up by Sanity. That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a hot take for you. Might just bring yeah. that one up soon. But yeah, and then now Eric Young has been reduced to a, a whipping boy. He's now just in talent enhancement. Let's completely forget his contributions to TNA wrestling because WWE likes completely forgetting anything any of the TNA guys have done with the exception of AJ Styles because they actually see money in him. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately for him, but unfortunately for everyone else who used to be in TNA, they've they've wasted it away. EC3 is a big example. Oh, yeah. EC3 was... Did, <laughs> he did amazingly in TNA. And then he got wasted away because the old man in Connecticut didn't didn't bother to look up anything in TNA. Either that or tinfoil hat over here. Um, he probably did and decided, fuck it, I'm going to fuck with these guys' credibility just to show off yeah. how much TNA sucks. But essentially, um, yeah, Bret Hart just didn't do it for me. I didn't really care for the guy's gimmick. I didn't care for the guy's mic work, especially when there were other better promo givers at the time. That's fair. I, I still mean, enjoyed I, a lot of what he did. I I, I give him credit for his wrestling abilities because the guy was actually really good uh, in the ropes. He was a pretty good storyteller, too. Um, but as far as uh, his gimmick goes, the character, him himself, the persona, the man, Bret Hitman Hart, it just... He didn't get my attention, and I don't really get the hype behind it. And I mean, I honestly prefer HBK, and then that brings me to my second take. I don't really care for HBK either. What the fuck? I don't really care for the fucking guy. I mean... I understand understand why people love him. I really do. So you're saying... Even even HBK was more charismatic than he was. I don't even think. <laughs> oh no! I don't think HBK no. is hot the, shit either. The, there, there's a big there's a big fucking difference because at least I get why people love HBK. I okay. understand okay. why um, why he's as loved as he, he is. A, I mean, he, he has charisma. He, he has an yeah. attitude. He had the bad boy thing going for him. Um, he had a few good matches here and there, you know, that I can remember. Um, he had, uh, he, then he had that, uh, injury when, uh, he got that, uh, match, he had that match with Undertaker and shit where he fucked up his, uh, the funny his thing back. Is, the funny thing is about HBK is that, and I know you're, you brought it up just to say that he was, he ain't hot shit, but <laughs> <laughs> the way I see it is the funny thing is about HBK is that at the time he was a very complicated person. So that translated immensely in the ring because there was a lot of times where he just did not give a fuck. Yeah. I he just. You can tell he's like, "What are you gonna do? Fire me? I'll fucking do some crazy shit. I don't care. I'll have, yeah, I'll have I, the female fans kiss me. I'll fucking flash my ass from time to time." Yeah, I personally, I feel like that's what a majority of it was. You know, he he just kind of felt. I feel like after a while, he was just kind of like the golden boy. You know, so he could do whatever the fuck he wants, say whatever the fuck he wants, and. I feel like when it comes to me disliking HBK, it's less with 
his in ring work, sadly, and more so with the pers- the person that he is, or you know? was or before he yeah before a born again Christian. Yeah. Like he he was a fucking outright dick, and he like was a I, I'll, piece of oh my god, he was I, a terrible. Person. I I'll give you a fucking prime example. Um, a little bitch, apparently. Who, too. <laughs> who, yeah, seriously. Who was who was the wrestler that uh, I think it was? Uh, uh, I know obscure wrestler. I events. think it was Gregory Helms, uh, the Hurricane. I think he, uh, he was talking about the first time that he met HBK and oh, how much of a God. dick, oh my God. how much of a dick he was to him and shit, and how much he really disliked him, and just yeah, and he still was a dick. Yeah, that makes sense because uh, Hurricane started coming during the Attitude Era, and uh, HBK was still a dick um, during the whole DX Era, which kind of, fortunately for them, did play a good a role in in like the good characters and beloved characters that were. Uh, DX. However, that does make sense. Like yeah, Hurricane he, saying his first impression. Yeah, of, was of, wasn't of great, and he still nice. and he still doesn't like him. Or don't blame him because he he never really apologized for some of the shit that he did to him. I, I bet you he know? didn't apologize to a, 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 a lot, lot of, of things. Yeah, and, and like hearing things about him being a mu- as much of an asshole. And trust me, I understand that it's hard to believe too. Nowadays, he's a really sweet guy. As <laughs> and I understand that a lot of people like I. Personally, this is the thing that I do. This is attached to my hot take, okay? This is the thing that I do. I like to separate the performers from the art, from the art and the things that they do and getting to know the people that they are and how they build themselves and how they build the characters. Because yeah, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm an artist myself. You know, to me, it's important I, to see how things are built from the inside out. I do you know? like and, I do like certain songs. I can care less what they did, how uh, they cheated on the X, Y, or Z. As long as their music is good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I personally give a shit about the characters and the people behind them, you know, and how these people carry on because that's just like an important emphasis to me. So seeing how much of a fucking dick HBK was and how how much he played the political game to really fucking hurt other wrestlers who definitely deserved a hell of a lot more of a fucking push. Vader was a big example of uh, HBK being a little too rough. Because, you know, Vader... Uh, he started accumulating a, a reputation of uh, being a stiff worker, um, like legit hurting people um, to the point where HBK uh, caught wind of this. Well, he was infamous for, for it, so HBK was like, you better the fuck not beat me up in that ring, otherwise I will fucking get you fired or whatever and all this other shit to the point where it brought Vader to tears. And there's good examples of his match against Vader where he was like, he was being a real asshole to him. You could see yeah. he straight up stomped his face, I think, at one point. Yeah, he, he... Because he was frustrated that he missed a spot or something. He was definitely really fucking disrespectful when it came to a lot of shit. Yeah, he, he was a bit of a coward. He, he hurt a lot of people's careers. He built his career on bullshit and threw tantrums to get ego. the things that he wanted. Big had diva. a really big fucking ego and, and I, I just don't really care for shit like that. And at the end of the day, when we strip it down, it's like, alright, so what besides his charisma, you know, like put, putting putting away his promos because that's literally what most people love him for. Is the guy can fucking talk his ass off. He he can fucking pull off some great shit. The charisma is literally there, but right. like a gimmick, the gimmick himself, like all oh, the like HBK, the heartbreak kid. Like, okay, so what is the heartbreak kid? Heartbreak kid, just a fucking egotist. 
You know, like I don't. Or, I don't. Or nowadays, uh, uh, just a hero or something. Just of some a sort. fucking old man who should have retired and not gone to Saudi Arabia because that really fucking hurt his career. Uh, wouldn't go that far. I think it's more like, really, dude, <laughs> you're gonna mm, take that money. Uh, yeah, it's I, a lot of. A lot of them going to Saudi Arabia was more like, come on, guys, you have a shit ton of money. I feel, I How much feel, more were they throwing just to get you in there? I feel like genuinely it did hurt his career, though, because, I mean, he did, he really did he, not look... There was ring a, rust. Yeah, it did, and it didn't help that he made a promise to take her, and they tried to retcon it, but it failed because it felt rushed as fuck. I, did you see that? Which part? Um, you remember how the reason why HBK is, uh, retired? Yeah, because of Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, there was an angle where the Undertaker's, you, HBK the second time around, he said, if I can't win this, beat the streak, Drink, uh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna retire. And that's where he retired, yeah, I remember So, that. they try to wreck on that shit by coming up with some bullshit saying, is it a promise or is it fear or some fucking bullshit like that. And I'm like, really? This is how you're gonna try to shoehorn uh, Shawn Michaels into one more match. Yeah. Like, Taker was like, what are you, a little bitch? Yeah, <laughs> it's like his fancy way of saying, what are you, a bitch, huh? And, and don't get me wrong, though. You like, legitimately, one of my favorite matches of all time is HBK versus Taker 2. Dude! That match. One and two. Let's go oh, on another. Fuck it. Let's, let's mix this with tangents and hot takes. <laughs> um, I want to bring this up because this is a big example of how WWE storytelling was phenomenal, to borrow a phrase from a, some dickhead right now. Um, it's okay, he's a heel, I can call him that. Um, <laughs> the, the second promo, the promo for the second Taker vs. Shawn Michaels match has got to go down as one of the most in my biased opinion, my all-time favorite promo video. Yeah, the, the, that, the package, the promo that, package. That, um, uh, what's it, running up that hill song? Yeah. That if I only could make a deal with God kind of thing. I forget the name of the song, but dude, that promo mixed with all that. It just brings up this emotion of, this desperate emotion of, I almost had you. I almost fucking had you. And then by the end of it, it builds up the story of, fuck it. I want to beat you so badly that I'm willing to put my career on the line to do it one more time. And I was so invested. Because by the end of the that promo, leading up to weeks later, I was so excited to see this match happen. I yeah. was in the edge of my seat. Everything they did, I was just like... Parts of it had to do with the fact that Taker kept looking like he was going to die every fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> That's like not even mentioning the whole botched spot where, where he like hit a cameraman, which the cameraman was supposed to catch him. Yeah. Another story for another time. Um, but yeah, um, that whole s- story they built around it and the amount of time, the amount of close calls yeah. that Taker had. It just, oh my god, I loved that, all of that, it. That genuinely one of my favorite matches. And then the two and Triple H ones, too. Those yeah. were also my favorite Taker that, um, streak matches. Th- that match with HBK is definitely one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that the guy didn't have some classic fucking matches. Oh, he did. Yeah, you know, he, I, he I, had I, some I, amazing totally promos. It, de- it just depends on who he was doing with. But as... Who doing it with, and as, the era. As, as it goes, you know, as it goes down in history, you know, I feel like in general there are way better people that did it way better than him down the line and i just don't 
genuinely like the person that he fucking is. Or and, was. I mean, and, to be yeah. fair, he's a little bit... He's not a dick anymore, but... You know. Yeah, and I personally he still was. <laughs> I still personally think he should have not he shouldn't have come back in Saudi Arabia. That was uh, just a true. really that's bad a bit of a that's come a really on, bad dude, idea. Did you really need that many that's, millions of dollars? Yeah, that was just a really bad idea. But, um, but Yeah, it just goes to show that um old HBK wasn't all that great all that, to me, honestly. Yeah, he was kinda like overrated. Newest yeah. HBK before he retired was pretty badass, you gotta admit. Like, I, Jericho feuds and all yeah, those other ones. Yeah, I, I, those I, were all I, pretty I, cool. I, I, I do like some of the the, and, old, the the older stuff towards the tail end of his career. But I, yeah, I did. other than that, with the exception of the Montreal screw job, that was the only real, like, time people... Uh, HBK. Oh, and DX, of course. But back in the 80s, yeah, HBK was like, eh. Yeah. And then DX really happens, and it's like, alright, you're entertaining, you're funny. <laughs> and then by 08, like, by the tail end of 08, that's when, like, he went to his peak, and then he retired. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, take retired. Yeah, Sean, bef- uh, pre-DX, eh. Yeah. He wasn't a big fan. You know? But, um, okay, so now this leads me on to my third hot take. Wait, how many hot takes um, are you doing? I'm doing three. Okay. Um, this is my third one. I got a couple. This is my third one. Go for it. Um, and, honestly... This boils down to the character, and this boils down to the person. Okay. So, I, I the first two were two wrestlers that, one, I didn't like the character. He was kind of boring. Didn't really do it for me. The second one was a person that I didn't like as a person, and his in-ring work was okay and didn't really do it for me either. But more so, he was just a fucking piece of shit that took a lot of really great opportunities from a lot of great fucking wrestlers. But this last this last take is... I understand the guy went through a lot of shit, but I don't like his fucking attitude. I don't care for his entering work. The only thing that this guy can genuinely do is cut good promos, and it's CM Punk. Oh, bro. That is the only thing a guy can do. I don't give a shit about Punk. Not even during his uh, Straight Edge Society Christ. I genuinely hated that shit. I love that. I I don't know if it had so much. I don't know if it had part to do with the fact that I was like a like a fucking legitimate Straight Edge kid at the time before (laughs) I eventually gave in and said, "What is this? Oops, was that alcohol? Oh, that's how it tastes like." And then just ended up a spiral. To like where I am now, Gus, the Gus, alcoholic that I am now today. Gus is like Jesus who? Jesus who? Um, Messiah punk? What? Straight edge society? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I genuinely didn't really care for the guy. I think I honestly did literally, love that. Literally, that was a huge mark for it. The only match that I feel like punk ever really put a lot of effort into, and the only punk match I ever really enjoyed. Was uh, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk at Survivor Series? Really? That match was actually pretty cool because okay. seeing him actually like go and put effort into like trying to learn new moves and uh, it was and having having and mind you, this was like Brock Lesnar that beat the sh- the ever living shit out of John Cena at this point, and the guy was being booked like a fucking monster and fucking killing everybody up into that yeah, point. Cena and so, somehow CM Punk was still kind of surviving yeah, it. The 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 smallest guy uh, out of everybody to ever fight yeah, him uh, actually survived a match with him. It's kind of funny how he actually mentioned it during his his uh his rant on WWE where he's like 
okay, me versus Brock Lesnar, that doesn't look believable at all. He'd mm-hmm. probably kick my ass in a real fight. <laughs> and Punk was right. He had a good point. And yeah, it it is pretty good to see him like have a match that like where he lasted a good while before he lost. Especially given the way that Brock Lesnar matches usually go now. Yeah, that is true. That's fair. <laughs> but it's like just like Punk said himself, like coming from the horse's mouth, it's like, ooh. I don't know, the realist the realist in me, I have a tendency to really get so in invested in kayfabe that i'm like if it looks realistic i'm happy if it doesn't it starts bugging me forever yeah i'm like super anal with it when it comes to <laughs> you fucking so, mark yeah dude no big time I'll, <laughs> i'm not afraid to admit it it's like whenever i saw undertaker do his magic powers i'm just like oh god <laughs> um but i respected it but at the same time i'm just like oh oh, oh stop reminding me this isn't real so <laughs> So when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I've seen Brock Lesnar beat the absolute piss um, out of his second opponent ever. Oh, my God. That one match with, uh, I forgot what his name was. This is the UFC? Yeah, he was in UFC. The guy's like, this is real shit now. And that was the biggest mistake of his life, apparently. Because if you see that match, Lesnar beat the absolute piss out of this man. He could not put in any like good offense. So to see matches like that and all the other wrestlers matches, <laughs> it's kind of hard to really like believe anything, especially after seeing CM Punk's UFC career. Yeah. Could you imagine uh-huh. legit CM Punk <laughs> UFC versus legit Brock oh Lesnar UFC? God, he'd die. Oh my god, he'd be dead before the first round even ends. I mean, to to be fair, one they wouldn't put him in the same weight class. At yeah, all. I know, I know, but in <laughs> but, professional wrestling, weight class doesn't matter. And, se- and then <laughs> second of all, I mean. Yeah, it genuinely it's hard to believe CM Punk even putting up a fight against Lesnar in real fair. life. But I mean, I never thought Jericho would beat the shit out of Goldberg, but here we fucking are. Yeah. <laughs> here that we fucking true. are. That is true. Well, the thing is, and it like it's a real testament of how much balls this fucker has because Jericho is perfectly fine with standing up to Lesnar, knowing his repertoire and yeah. what he's capable of doing. So, but yeah, it's just. It's instances like that where it's just like, eh. but I do did I will I haven't seen the match yet, but uh, I will go over it. I'll probably enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, but and to be fair, I mean Balor wasn't going to look believable either. Yeah, and he still managed to hold up his own. But so same thing with AJ, the yeah. unrealistic small guy he's ever faced with, in a, in a realistic way was Ricochet. Yeah. Which is pretty sad, considering oh, the promo yeah. they did. I don't know what the fuck the point of that was. Yeah. It's like, why not me? Huh? Why not me? Cut to a couple minutes later. Dead. F5. Dead. F. Press F for respect. Yeah, pay F for pay respects. Mm-hmm. Press yeah, F to pay respects. Back to, back to the original topic at hand. I, yeah, I just didn't really care for Punk. It didn't really do it for me. Besides... Besides, besides the pipe bomb uh, promo, because oh, again, God, again, I, pissed myself. I, I genuinely do like the way this guy cuts promos, and I like the way he does that. Oh, especially when I, he's like vindictive, where he's like, "Fuck it, whatever." Yeah, Fuck but you. <laughs> I don't really care for his in ring work. It wasn't the greatest. He didn't really do amazing. Here's the thing: he's really hold on. He's Go for it. he was Go really. <laughs> 
he kind of slugged a little bit to me. I don't really care for a lot of his in-ring work. He, as a storyteller in the ring, didn't really do it for me, you know, especially because there, again, a lot of people at that time that should have been get, getting bigger pushes, but this guy became WWE Sick champion <laughs> for a really, really long fucking time. He held the title for a long fucking time. It was like, and, we get it. They're compensating for the fact that they were fucking over before you quit. Yeah. And before you tried. And it just wasn't really doing it for me and i will take i will take this in with like a a grain of salt i do understand that at the same time alongside his uh his ring his ring abilities which i personally don't really care for i don't like his wrestling style i also didn't really care for a lot of the stories he was put into i feel like that a portion of it is WWE's fault for booking them the way that they did. Post Cena you know? was kind of like yeah, a snooze fest. I feel like, yeah, after a lot post, of post Cena stuff was just really fucking boring. Like creative being like, what the f- I guess fucking uh, I, do this, uh, do that. <laughs> I thought it was genuinely... The Tiger I, one was pretty dope though. I genuinely thought the, the punk slash rock feud was so fucking boring. Like, was shoehorned. Oh my god, that he probably wasn't invested in it. Ass. Hell no he wasn't. Because he, of the fact he, that he knew he was gonna lose the title. Yeah, even he talked about not being really into that yeah, fucking idea. I can't I don't blame him he was gonna lose the title. Yeah so like I'd be pissed and uninvested myself too. I, I totally understand him not having the best storylines to back it up, but at the same time I don't really care for his in ring work. I don't well, care the, for his wrestling style. I don't really also i don't really care for the person that he is because he's a fucking bitch i don't like he's a I, he's bipolar as fuck i don't like how better better I'm, besides calling him a bitch okay <laughs> i don't like his attitude i don't like the person that he is i don't like how he fucked over Coco Banner the way he did. That was really fucked up what the fuck was that dude like that was really fucked up that dude. was a big example of Punk just being punk. I don't Exa- know what it is. Yeah. He's such a dick on Twitter. There's something about... It's like... It's like it's even the small things where he's on, on Twitter saying... Um, that YouTube video you saw where he was doing the promo on, on yeah. Triple H and E3 or whatever. Yeah. Or some con. He's like, oh, that was on uh, the YouTube channel. That's my first and last video you'll ever see. I'm like, god damn, dude. He ain't got to be a dick about it. Like he, like, I was like, the next time I'll be playing a, a posting a video on that channel is uh, never. Okay. okay. And? <laughs> Don't be a dick. All right. Just let us know. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I'm just, just kind of like, us. okay, man. Like, and then the stories of Triple H hearing what happened and being like, he got confused. I don't blame him because it seems like it's a lot of he said, she said. He's a real drama queen. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. he's a big time drama queen. He that, like he'll he'll like be a good guy uh, a couple months, and then he'll he'll have like weird outbursts saying "go suck a blood covered dick" in Saudi oh, Arabia. Man. I was like, I was I read that and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? See, that's just and a, at the same time I was like, oh, it's punk just being punk. <laughs> see, that's what that's what I mean though. Like he's an I, asshole. I feel like and, and like okay, dude. Like if you're a dick, you're a dick. And I'm I get cool, it. I, Your I'm name cool is punk, that. but don't live up to the don't I, live I, up to I'm, it. I'm cool with you being an asshole. I'm I'm like fuck it, dude. If you're a dick, fuck it. I mean, obviously, I'm if I'm not fucking hanging out with you and you give two fucks about my fucking opinion, I don't. I personally don't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't. I, care. I don't fucking care. I don't and care. You don't talk, care. Sh- talk shit about me. I don't really give a fuck either. But well, I would love for him. To but that. that'd be cool. But that shit's fucking annoying. You know, like yeah, I know. like bro, like really, what what did fucking 
what did Miz do for you to like actually have him go off on him like that? Like, yeah, like he he literally he, he referenced was so fucking sensitive, dude. He, yeah, he referenced the fucking uh, the infamous. Uh, I changed the culture or whatever. Right? Okay, yeah. So and I'm like, <laughs> it, uh, why do you hold that <laughs> reference to such high regard, bro? Okay, it's like a, a fucking you you improvise the line and you're like. How dare you fucking call it out, <laughs> you dick! I'm gonna, I'm gonna go crazy on you. I'm gonna shoot crazy on you. I, I fucking love, I love how cringy that fucking line was. <laughs> because I was sitting there watching. Is it just I was sitting there watching this shit, right? I'm sitting there watching this shit, and they're like, "Oh, and now you know, like we got a surprise." And they hit the and I'm just like, "Oh my god, are you I, fucking serious?" I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, "All right, whatever, that's cool." Okay, <laughs> so he's back. I'm like, "All right, they were talking about him working, him working for Fox." All right, yeah, I saw this coming, anyways. And then he walks up and says, "Just when they think they have all the answers, I changed the culture." And I was like, "What? Kinda. The fuck? What?" <laughs> Trying to tweak the old "I changed the answer" uh, line from uh, what's his name, Roddy Piper. Yeah, I, and I, and I, I was just like, yeah, I get it. It's like I, I guess he was trying to be cool, but I was like, what the fuck does I, that have I, to do with? That I, makes no sense. And, and I might be paraphrasing it, or I might have gotten the fucking quote wrong. Whatever the fuck, but it, it does not change the fact that that shit is so fucking cringy. Like, when I first heard it, I was just like, Ugh. "What do you mean?" Define changing the culture. Like, what you, are you talking about? You changed the culture? No, really? You. You, you just you started. the culture. First of all, you just started. <laughs> you know, like, you haven't talked about wrestling way before. Like, before he was even in FS1s or even in talks to being in there, he didn't give two shits about professional wrestling. He would not. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of going to StarCast. But that was because he was probably on his way to go into FS1. Yeah. But, like, he, he constantly, b like, belittled the sport. He hated it for a long time, which I don't blame him in a way. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, now that you're going to be in the show and you haven't even said two licks of a word just yet, you're going to you change the culture? You change the... Yeah, like... You're, uh, you're shooting that, a shot a little too early, don't like, you think? Like, change the culture. You want to talk about people that change the fucking culture? What about Dusty fucking Rhodes? That guy fucking changed the fucking Cody culture. Cody Rhodes is on his way. Cody Rhodes is fucking changing, changing the, the fucking culture. culture. Okay? Fucking, as much as people fucking hate him, John Cena helped fucking mold part of the fucking culture uh, going into the new fucking that. era. Uh. Fucking Triple H molded the fucking culture. And that's a guy that fucking punk hates. Yeah, but yet, you want to fucking, you want to take, you know, you want to talk about changing the fucking culture. NXT. T was definitely something that definitely changed yeah, the fucking culture in WWE. In terms of WWE themselves, yes. He knew how to make stars. You, what? You have fucking a bunch of old fucking people and like old marks that are chanting CM Punk at the most fucking inappropriate like, fucking yeah, times. Like, and, I'm mad. And then CM Punk! CM Punk! And I love, I love how he bits about fans still chanting for him. Like, oh, they can chant all they want. I'm not coming back. And I'm just like... Really? It's like, I'm back. <laughs> like, okay, dude. I just so, imagine him tweeting, I'm not coming back. And then it's the fucking <laughs> sunny, always sunny in Philadelphia. CM Punk is back. <laughs> to some capacity, CM Punk is back. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't I get really it. Care. It's just, it, there's something about CM Punk's career before he did the pipe bomb. When he did the pipe bomb, I was set. I was all go. I was like, this guy, what they were doing with him is pretty fucked up. They weren't doing much with him. 
oh, well, yada, yada, yada. Oh, he's leaving. I hope he doesn't. And then there's these rumors. And then he does the pipe bomb, and I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. And a little bit of that, after that, when he started using some uh, uh, not-so-PG curse words during the PG era, a couple of feuds later, it just started dwindling down almost back to his normalcy, like almost back to normalcy where he was before the pipe bomb, in a way. Um, only they were, WWE was suddenly making a big deal out of him. But it's just like, I don't know, it, part of it had to do with WWE's shitty writing at the time, and still kind of shitty writing now, but um, <laughs> shitty writing at the time, and I guess uh, Punk's inability to invest himself in anything anymore because of the of the atmosphere he was in. Combination of those two and all other factors, and it just, start, before he quit, things just started watering down like crazy. Yeah. Like it was just like this shit's boring. Yeah, I genuinely don't care for the for the guy. I mean, the pipe bomb is genuinely one of the best promos oh, ever. Dude. I was um, like, how could you say that? And I agree with I agree with him. Those fucking those mm-hmm. ice creams were fucking amazing. I agree. I what them. he was what he was saying. The majority of his pipe bombs. I love the shot at Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, maybe things will change once Vince McMahon is dead. I was like. No, you did not just say that. And then what I, the fuck? I love the ice cream. I agree with Play him. Ice cream bars. And I want the ice cream bars. It is coming back. So to yeah, some I'm just I'm excited now to have uh, CM Punk go full Macho Man Randy Savage oh. on me and uh, drop his diss track. So I'll be looking forward to that diss track, Punk. No, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. All right, uh, Gus, uh, your uh, your hot take, sir. Uh, hot take. Matt Hardy was the best Hardy. Okay. Hear me out here. Okay. Now, for starters, personally, um, in personal life wise, Matt Hardy wasn't a tr- much of a troublemaker, <laughs> isn't it? It's weird how they decided to invest everything in Jeff, considering his history of uh, DUIs and whatnot. And like, it's not—it's no knock to the guy. We all have our vices, and I'd be a hypocrite to say otherwise. But. Jesus Christ, this is a company who is uh, perfectly fine with letting people go because they get injured. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jeff Hardy fucking gets f- literally almost 10 DU- DUIs within his ho- the span of his whole career. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but might as well be. <laughs> and, like, he's, he's, like, addicted to drugs and all this other shit. And like, dude, how many second chances are they going to give this guy? And then Matt Hardy, meanwhile... Still clawing his way up to the top post-Edge Lita affair. Oh, man. They fired him. They came back because the internet was like, why the fuck did you fire him? That was fucked up. And then he didn't even win the fucking feud. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? And then, like, that was the big example of, yeah, fuck you, Matt. It was like, from then on, it was. I didn't see much of that. I just only heard about the whole Lita and Edge thing. And then uh, in 08, when I started watching post-Eddie Guerrero's death, when I, I was like, man, I'm such a big fan of Matt Hardy. I hope he wins this, this, and that. He never won. He kept getting jobbed. Drew McIntyre, he was being Drew McIntyre's fucking whipping boy yeah. for a good portion of Drew McIntyre's career. Yeah. Future shock after future shock after future <laughs> shock. I'm like, what the fuck did Matt Hardy do to <laughs> deserve he, this? Who did he piss off? Who did he piss off? Who, when the fuck did he piss on Vince's Cheerios? And, like, he only ever had one win against uh, Drew McIntyre. And then the rest of it was 
Future Shock after Future Shock. And then he started getting jobbed. And then he had a random feud with Jeff. And I, then he lost that feud. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I... Okay, so I I will agree with you to an extent. Yeah, I get the whole Jeff Hardy. But I, he, I, to me, he just seemed very bland. Okay, so I'm going to start talking post-Hardy Boys because... Oh yeah, Team Extreme and all that shit they did, you know, and all those fucking crazy ass ladder matches they had. Mind you, I haven't seen that one, that version of Matt Hardy. I I fucking love. I grew up with Team Extreme. I grew up with the fucking Extreme Matt Hardy brothers, and I grew up with the Dudley Boys, fucking and Edge and Christian just fucking going fucking nuts. Like I I grew up with that. That's my shit. Golden age of tag teams. But um, post that. After the split and everything with Edge and Lita and everything post that, Matt's character just wasn't... Couldn't find his niche. He couldn't find his niche at all. The guy was kind of just straggling along and he couldn't find his niche. He couldn't find his character. I literally found him on the tail end of his uh, version one Matt Hardy. Yeah. Because when I was watching him, he never referenced any of those like version one Matt Hardys. Um, uh-huh. um, I was kind of seeing him just as Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, yeah, sure, but at least give the guy a couple W's. Come <laughs> on, man. I know his brother is much more successful, but that's because you're booking him to be. Yeah. They literally have the same, similar history. And I guess because they were kind of forced to have Matt Hardy come back, they were like... They had some sort of, like, it was some sort of spiteful, like, we really wanted you to go because Edge fucked your girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, so now you're back, you're going to have to start losing. That's the deal we're going to be yeah, playing I, here, you know? I, I feel bad for you the You want to come back, you're going to have to have a... We're going to have to hand you a couple L's. And so, I mean, I totally get that the guy was just straggling along. But at the time that Matt Hardy was struggling to find his foothold um, and the character. um, The one character that was definitely bringing the the charisma and the style was definitely Jeff. So I I can see why people would, like, gravitate towards him more, you know, Back in the early 2000s and why people genuinely like him. He had the style. He had the finesse. He had the in-ring presence. The charisma. And Matt was having a hard time trying to find himself. But this is where I fully agree with you. I will take any iteration of Broken Matt Hardy or Woken Matt Hardy over Jeff. Because now... now The tables have turned. Exactly. But it sucks because the tables could have turned... In WWE. Yeah. But uh, uh, Vince still sees old Matt and Jeff. Mm-hmm. He literally... I literally see... Sorry, I can't speak straight. I, this is so passionate for me. It's okay, I can't either. <laughs> no, it's, but not, it's not in my vocabulary. He literally straight up said, Okay, Matt and Jeff are back. It's as if he never seen T- an episode of TNA, which I... I, I I wouldn't Guarantee doubt it you he didn't. at all. Yeah. Guarantee you he didn't. So when he saw Matt and Jeff, he's like, oh, oh, you guys are back. You guys need to do the 90s thing. Extreme. Team Extreme. Nostalgia's uh, big uh, right now. Nostalgia. What's with that white streak? Well, you see, I uh, when I went to... T- Shut the fuck up. No, fuck. You know what? Fuck it. Whatever. 
go out there, do your two little team extreme kind of shit, you know. But maybe when you separate it, you might be V1 or fucking, I don't know. I don't know. You might just start getting jobbed all over again. <laughs> and then Matt's That's... like, but, but my character was, a, he was a broken, broken, what, what are you talking about? I, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't get, get it. it. What are you talking about? I don't get it. And if and then, and, 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 and then he, he says... starts doing the broken thing with 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 fucking Bray Wyatt. And he's like, I I don't understand. I don't understand. Why are, why I, is this over? And, and if this is over, I guess I'm out of touch. If this is over for the audience, it's not over for me. It needs to be over for me. I don't give a fuck what the audience thinks. It has <laughs> I, to be me and I, the audience. I genuinely love that though. I love that. That's a thing that he oh, fucking God. said. He said. If I, I yeah, if, that was if, coming through if, the horse's if mouth this too. This is over. Then I am out of touch. Yeah, no shit, Vince. You don't say. You finally said it. I mean, in passing, nonchalantly, but you finally said it. So, so how about we leave it at that? How about Jeff Hardy, early two thousands, two thousand, mid two thousands, and on Matt Hardy. Because, I mean, yeah. I understand... The post-2000s, when Matt Hardy was still trying to find his niche, even Jeff was kind of like... I don't know. Uh, some people liked him, but for me, when I was seeing Jeff, I was like, it's just bland as fuck. <laughs> it's like, just, just the do-do-do-do-do-do dance and the music, and I'm like, I don't get it. And the way he tries to exaggerate his words, being like, Edge, you know what? I'm tired of your attitude. And I'm like, this... This is the guy they're, they're, this is, this is the Hardy, they're hey, like, the, chari- the charismatic enigma. Charismatic, man. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> the charisma- charismatic enigma. Well, that's man. so ironic considering I don't find him <laughs> charismatic at all. Oh, man. All right. Dude, uh, I next, don't know. Next, uh, hot, next take. hot take. Uh, I'm starting to see this nowadays, especially since I don't have my bias. Fuck this guy, uh, glasses anymore. <laughs> uh, Cena was a hell of a lot better, uh, top guy. Um, than Roman Reigns. Yes, thank Roman you. Roman Reigns. As much as I hated <laughs> Cena at the time, that was only because of his shitty booking, but as much as I hated Cena at the time, his promo work, his charisma, yeah. his natural charisma, and his ability to make whatever he has on his table work was way more better than Roman Reigns ever has done. It's, it's just like fucking uh, fruits and... Uh, comparing fruits and... What was it? Apples and uh, apples to apples or orange or comparing apples to whatever to oranges. It, you're, you're, yeah, apples to oranges when it comes to Roman Reigns. Why and, can't you compare so, apples to oranges? Though they're both fruits. I'm fucking with you. Um, is that uh, is that the joke? No, that's a joke. Okay. Um, okay, no, but I no, yeah, I. Here's the thing. So you can't teach charisma. <laughs> so I I I get a lot of flag for this. I don't hate seeing as much as everybody else does. You know. I totally fucking understand why they do, especially when it comes to that Nexus shit. Oh, buddy, I know. You I fucked them over. Just as mad. Here's the thing. <laughs> what I, it's funny because Nexus is an example. He Nexus is just one of many examples. Oh yeah. Of Cena's uh, inability to put anyone over. Like he was the next Hulk Hogan, but in a way he was almost worse, dude. I could have sworn I saw uh, Hulk Hogan. 
lose from time to time. And albeit, sure, Cena did lose, but it was always under dirty circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Good guy, bad guy. Bad guy yeah. has to come up with something dirty to beat the good guy. Mm-hmm. But it's just... Dude, come on. Loss after loss after loss. And and that's the shitty part is... Oh, wait. We're trying to say... Oh, well, yeah. Okay. You're supposed to be defending the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a point I was making of like, yeah, this is why I hate, hated the guy at the time. And still kind of do. Um, but I do respect him. And I did understand his ability to actually make a storyline interesting. And the way he does promos back and forth with his opponent, or just doing promos in general without his opponent. Quite frankly, I think it's a lot better better because he's not burying the fuck out of his opponent yeah. when he's when he's doing a promo against someone. Because, like, Cena, I don't know what it is, but he felt the need to downplay every single heel he was wrestling. Yeah. And it made it a lot worse when he beat him at the end of the feud like he always does. Because it doesn't, it it's not helping anyone except for Cena. That's what I genuinely did, and uh, go, I'm, I'm gonna backtrack, but this is also attached to what you're talking about. This is what I'm talking about as far as like me not liking Punk. I did genuinely enjoy the fuck out of that Cena and Punk oh, yeah, feud. That was amazing. Watching two of the best promo workers in wrestling go at it was so much fucking fun. There's especially and, the story they built up. And yeah, no, I genuinely like I love Cena's mic work. Unfucking deniable. The guy can literally you can fucking Especially if he starts you shooting can like crazy. Fucking throw a hunk of fucking cheese at the guy and say, Here, make this sound fucking cool and sell it. Bury and, him. And the <laughs> Or bury him. Yeah. He can do both. And the motherfucker would do it. Like, yeah, he'll bury not. him or fucking make the cheese look like the best goddamn cheese in the WWE or the worst goddamn cheese and, and in the WWE. It's, it's undeniable that the guy definitely has a lot of charisma and a lot of drive, and the guy is so fucking capable of writing such fucking amazing fucking like promos and such amazing shit like it's so frustrating that a lot of the stories that he was in where he went over when he should he really shouldn't have some of those stories could have had a really good fucking endings and a portion of that is because of cena that's the thing that sucks is that the guy helped build a lot of good shit and said really good foundations but he at the end of the day, rewrote the fucking ending to make himself look good. Yeah, well, you know? the, the way the way I've heard it, because it's coming from the like a source that was in WWE, as much as you don't like the guy, I've heard things from Ryback talking about what's what the whole thing with Cena is, mm-hmm. in that every bad guy that Cena would face was just built up to get fed to Cena. Yeah. They were literally just doing it so there was a legacy... That Cena can, they can make a legacy out of Cena saying he beat this guy, he beat that guy. So, yeah, and and like Cena, I this is the funny thing about it is when this was happening, as I was watching this, I was like, how is this fucker not using his ability on top, his very strong ability to say and or do whatever the fuck he wants without many repercussions? How is he not using that to say, hey, maybe this guy should go over? That's the thing that I hated. He had so many opportunities to be like, you know what? How about I don't bury this guy? And he, albeit he did with Punk and Brian, but before Punk and Brian, he was, yeah. There was none of that. There was none of that. All of it was just burial after burial after burial. And I guess 
Cena did start start seeing people support CM Punk and be like, you know what? Maybe now I'll finally start I, having I, someone else win. I also feel like genuinely, I because the way that I see it too is. Yeah, Cena definitely has some blame. Same with and, Roman and too. And e- even even Cena himself has talked about it before. He's been like, where he's talked about it and said, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I I, I remember. Maybe? <laughs> I, I remember that he. I I watched an interview where he kind of he he, he had a little bit of remorse Nexus. and like a little bit of like regret for not putting the Nexus over. Oh, yeah, you know? he did he, talk about saying he that. he talked about it's that. It's so conflicting because at one point he said, oh, I was just doing my job. And then other stories he says, oh, well, originally they were going to go over, but I said, no, nah, I want I want this to be a feel-good ending eh. um, where the good guys go over. And Edge and Jericho were there saying, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. The good guys went over, and Cena was like, you know what? In hindsight, I think Edge and Jericho had a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. No shit, he had a good point. <laughs> Cena, you fucking dunce. Yeah, and I feel like genuinely a good like 50% of the time as well. 50% Cena, 50% McMahon. Because yeah, I that ge- is fair. I genuinely feel like there were times. What if there were times where Cena really did want to put someone over, but he couldn't mm. because Vince was like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. You know, that like, is fair, that, but at the that, same time, I just feel like, come on, dude. That, that's happened before. You know, like, Jericho, Jericho was talking about how at one point in time he wanted to put somebody over, and he said, hey, you know what? I think this guy should go over, and Vince was like, no, that's not happening. You're, you're, you're winning tonight. Yeah, to be fair, uh, Jericho didn't have the standing that – or well, he is a vet, but he didn't, didn't have, have the, the power this that – This is the super – this is the megastar. This is the Superman. So a guy like – the Hulk Hogan that is that Cena was, it's like I highly doubt. But it he, been here's like, the thing, though, I ge- and I genuinely do believe that there were probably times where Cena was like, you know what, like mm-hmm. I think this guy should go over. True. But just like Moxley said, Vince does this thing where he does the Jedi yeah. mind trick and he just you know like what? completely flips I it would around. Not be surprised if Cena gave into a lot of Jedi mind tricks. Uh-huh. He's like, all right. I'll win. Yeah. You make I, I, sense. I, 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 you I drive a see hard bargain, Vince. So often, I feel like Cena just kind of went like, you know what? Yeah, he's all right, fine. You know, like, Vince, no, no. He's, he's the boss. He's the boss. Rusev? You losing to Rusev? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't yeah. care that we're building him up to be a monster. <laughs> I don't care that this is going to be the second or third time you're going to win. You yeah. have to win! Yeah. Holding his fucking shoulders. You have to win! You have to do it for the children. Do it for the kids. Look at how many make-a-wishes we pretended you did voluntarily. Hot take, hot take. That's a controversial that's, take. That's, yeah, that's a controversial take. That's a really fucking controversial take. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's pretty suspicious. Who's to say none of the other superstars weren't doing the exact same amount of, of fucking make-a-wishes. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just instances like that, and then uh, fucking 
Um, also, even with the CM Punk, they did this whole angle where Vince was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking Montreal screw job this fucker. Yeah. And then Cena went in and they're like, oh, fucking way to make him another Boy Scout moment again. This is not about Cena. <laughs> this is not about Cena. Also. That pissed me off when they yeah. were like doing the whole angle where it's like, I'm about to fuck him over. And then <laughs> Cena's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, guys, we get it. Cena's a hero. He has moral <laughs> standings. We've already established that a long time ago. You yeah. don't have to do that during C- CM Punk's most important moment. Yeah, I, God, that pissed me off. But I, I, I definitely don't hate Cena as much as you know as. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't hate the guy as, as much just... as uh, as much as uh, most people tend to hate him. And I yeah, just, then... I feel like some of the heat is kind of a little unwarranted yeah. in certain areas. Fair. In certain areas, not all of them. Certain areas, I totally fucking agree. I did like, I did, I do like when Cena really, really gives a fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> like during The Rock. <laughs> and I love when he came back with the Thugonomics rhyming thing. Oh, man. The, the, I'm Thugonomics, like a purple, Thugonomics seen his best scene. I'm like a purple rotisserie wheel. So go ahead and blow me. I'm like, yes, more, <laughs> yes, more of that, please. And then there was zero of that after he lost to Rock. <laughs> and I was like, great, now I hate him all over again. We're going to cut it here, but we will definitely do a part two to this one, and we will definitely go over the internet hot takes that I found, because they're actually really good. Oh, that's going to be interesting. But uh, we are definitely we have definitely run out of time. Um, we love you guys so much. We appreciate you guys so much. Remember, social distancing at this time is really important. Don't uh, go out. I know you're. some of you are extroverted, but believe me... Uh, introverted is the way to go at least for now <laughs> at least for now yeah but uh pick up a game or two we uh <laughs> we we love you guys so much we appreciate you guys so much you know there's a lot going on right now we want to actually be here for you guys and you guys can listen Might to us well and entertain you. and jump uh jump on a himalaya or youtube to listen to our podcast or um, spoofy whenever we get to put it in there um join <laughs> our, our youtube channel and go ahead and watch some of our old videos as we try to get ready for this uh these new videos that we're about to put out um but yeah be safe out there guys and please 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 just Social distancing, really important. Wear a mask, as stupid as it may feel like. It's, yeah, trust me, mask, I hate wearing those fucking Wear gloves, things. yeah, dude, I have to wear it for work. Me too. It sucks. Me too. I'd rather wear the regular paper ones than the fucking cloth ones. But, yeah, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. We miss you when you're not around. And we will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Peace. Peace.